0: Placement Blog Podcast, the gaming podcast that's recorded while I drive to work. I am your host, Jake Talapik. It's Tuesday, Trending Tuesday, the day before Valentine's Day. And uh, on today's trend, we're going to talk about something that's uh, its kind of sweeping the board game realm. Uh, It's not a new thing, it's been around for a couple years now, but everybody wants to get on it, and that is Legacy Games, Legacy Games, yes, yes, yes. Now, if you're not familiar with what Legacy Games are, here's the general concept. Board games exist, you play them, you put them in the box, you pull them out, you play them again, and it's the same game you played the first time, but, you know, slightly different because of the order of the cards and different things. The Legacy game, when you go to play the game, you actually continue it from where you left off last time. And usually there's some kind of ongoing story, or you play through a series of scenarios that is usually a one-time expendable deal. You play through the whole box one time, and you're done. So what this allows players to do is to kind of invest in a strategy or in a character or something to that nature that kind of grows and develops and changes your experience as you play the game over time. Now, not everybody does this. There are slightly different approaches to what legacy is and that's okay. There should be some variants, but in general, what we're talking about here is legacy. So, First of all, it's a cool concept. I must admit, I think that Legacy has some potential to improve the board game community and what it is uh, doing right now for, you know, repetitiveness and filling a gap in board game culture, which is this kind of desire to build something. However... These games are typically quite expensive. They have high production costs. And it's a it's a lot of a commitment. I mean, some of these games can take 12, 13, 14 playthroughs before you uh, have finished the box. And that's a lot for four people to commit to to play. I mean... I'm playing through Gloomhaven right now, which you could argue is a legacy game. I don't know if it's really a legacy game or if it's more of a, like a RPG campaign with board game elements. That's up for the community to argue about. But true legacy games... So let's talk about Pandemic Legacy. So Pandemic is a game that's been around for a while. It's a game where everybody's working together... To stop a disease, or stop some several diseases from spreading across the world, by curing them. So, a couple of years ago, designer of that game got together with another guy named Rob Davio, who's kind of the, the forefather of Legacy. He created Risk Legacy, and they basically made this game where you played twelve specific versions of the game with slightly tweaked rules. And based on your previous play, certain things would come into play in the next campaign, so on and so forth. Until by the end of the game, you're playing basically a different game than Pandemic. So, that is the general gist of what's going on in a Pandemic, or a Legacy-style game. So, uh, getting people to commit to 12 play sessions, especially when the game takes two hours to play, that's that's a feat. That's a lot to commit to. So, there's a lot of barriers to entry in the uh, legacy board game world. But, uh, you know, people want to play uh, games that they can invest in, games that they'll grow with. And it's definitely a different spice of life to the board game community. So. Now, here's another issue, though, with legacy games. So, Rob Davio, the father of legacy games, you could say, worked on a game called Seafall. Okay? Seafall was a purely original legacy game. Now, before Seafall came out, he had had very much success with Risk Legacy and Pandemic Legacy, but those were both games that existed prior to him giving them the legacy treatment. When Seafall released, everyone was super excited to see what the potential was for a legacy game. It did not do well. A lot of people did not enjoy Seafall. And, you know, there's some factors to consider in that. Was it the fact that nobody had played a game of Seafall that wasn't Legacy, and so there wasn't a nostalgia factor, or a comfort factor, or whatever? You know, not being a game before it became a Legacy version, did that hurt Seafall, or was it actually that Seafall was bad? Well, now we've had Charterstone come out. Charterstone is another new Legacy game, and... It's had some decent reception, but I would not say that it's been crazily, like, praised, like, Pandemic, Legacy, Seasons 1 and 2, and Risk. So the question remains, is the Legacy treatment really reserved for games that already exist that need some spicing or sprucing up? I mean, I'm sure that we'll see Catan Legacy here very soon, uh, or, uh, you know, Carcassonne Legacy. I'm sure these games are coming. It's just a matter of how do you apply the Legacy concept to these games and whether or not it'll actually be good. Because certain games I don't think really need, like Carcassonne, please don't do Legacy Carcassonne because... Uh, the game is already like a little puzzle game. It's not... How do you carry that over? It's just going to be miserable. Um, you know, Legacy, One One Night Ultimate Werewolf Legacy, is it's either coming out or it's out. I don't know. I'm definitely not going to buy it because Legacy is not a hook for me. Now, as a designer, Legacy is a very interesting concept. It It, it opens some doors to some things, but also it adds a lot more work to you as the designer with playtesting, with rule-proofing, with story-writing. I mean, there's you basically quadruple the amount of work that goes into making a board game, which makes the board game four times more likely to be bad and four times harder to make good. Because board games are already difficult to make good. You know, there's so many board games... like. Gen Con has, like, 500 new board games come out. Like, 25 of them do well. Maybe, maybe 50. Maybe 10%. Uh, bah. But usually not. So, I, you know, I have an idea for a legacy game. I think that... Uh, I think it could be good. Now, the interesting thing about my design is that's a replayable legacy game, so, and it's short. It's short rounds, so you can play it quickly and it'd be fun. But, anyways, I'll give away too many details. So, what do you think about legacy games? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they ugly? Do they have potential? Are they just rehashing good games to make people buy good games again? What is their purpose, and what is your favorite legacy game? Let me know. Hit me up at TLAP on Twitter, Jake Tlapic on Instagram, or you can always go to www.tlap.com and leave your comments. And listen to all the episodes. Looking forward to hearing from you on this issue about legacy. I think it's. I think a lot of people are split on legacy. So let me know. As far. As the rest of the week, tomorrow is Wednesday, and I've got game bag tomorrow as well as what you playing. Uh, what am I playing? I don't know. This last week has been kind of uh, kind of a down week for me for game. I haven't felt great, so I've been going to bed early. But uh, I've got some stuff I'm playing, so we'll talk about that. And then Thursday for breakdown. Eh, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I usually don't decide until like the night before or the morning of what I'm gonna talk about. But, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a good week. Gonna be a good week. Maybe we'll do another casual concept on Friday. I really liked that. That was fun. It's fun doing a, doing a casual concept. So anyways, tune in tomorrow, tune in today, tune in whenever. I'd love for you to give me some feedback on how things are going on the podcast or the blog or whatever. So hit me up! Until next time, remember to play games and have fun. Yeah, just have fun. Adios.